listen, I don't need to have every backup running. Uh, yeah, you do. Just a backup would make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. The good news is I, uh, on the last episode, I started recording the backup like half an hour in and I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> I think you did mention something. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> All right, let me turn my fan off so I don't hear that <clears throat> wisping the whole time. Hey, yo, we're going to, uh, talk about that Batman trailer, right? I, I literally just typed Batman trailer under news. Because, <laughs> my God. Alright, what else do I got here? Mm-mm-mm. Oh my god, my notes for the last... VHS movie is so shitty. <laughs> I didn't get the chance to watch VHS two or three or four. You watched one? Oh, I've got one. Although I will admit, it has been a while since I've watched it. Actually, it's been a fucking while since I've watched it. Well. That should be interesting since uh, you're going to introduce that one. So, Well, yeah, I did see your message. And just as you sent that message, I said, I will take number one. Excellent. So if you'd have actually read the message, they both came up at the same time. I did not read it, Shane. I refused to read it. I won't go back. There's no going back. <sighs> I only move forward. I'm eating watermelon sour patch kids for breakfast. Oh my god. If it's any consolation, that's... I had bacon and eggs. That's that's sounds way better than what I'm doing. That's a, that's a much more sane breakfast than a grown man eating water, watermelon sour patch kids. I'm still on Although vacation. Delicious. <laughs> oh you haven't you haven't technically returned. Your mind is still on vacation. Correct. Even I though see. we got back last Monday. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hope you can enlighten us about your trip, Mike. I just ate a lot. Um. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there? And we are back. All you need is blood. Episode number one thirteen. If my count is correct, holy shit! How uh, lasted this long? I have no idea. It does not make any sense. <clears throat> How are you guys doing today, fellas? Great. I'm all right. I literally woke up twenty minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, if it makes you it makes you feel any better. I'm still wearing my dirty clothes from last night and no Ooh, pants. So. Hell yeah, dude. 
But, uh, oh yeah, we're moving. So if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe, and you can hear my dog shaking on mic every episode. <laughs> I guess I guess Elisa and Odie are back from their run. <laughs> I like how we're all just miserable and she's like on a run trying to better oh, herself. Mike, I woke up at like three in the morning and couldn't get back to sleep. My sinuses were all clogged and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go like watch YouTube videos. So I fall asleep. Couldn't fall asleep. Finally dozed off at like 5 a.m. She gets up at like seven and I don't even see her. She just like goes off for a run somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going <laughs> to eat some eggs and some eggs and cheese. Am I the only one that didn't eat eggs this morning? Probably. I always eat eggs on the weekend. Oh, man, you treat yourself some eggs, huh? Oh yeah, weekends are egg days. Yeah, I, I don't have, have time for that. Time for that shit during the week. But how weekend, do you absolutely. how do you prepare your eggs? Uh, this my... morning, go ahead, Shane. I'll let you go first. Yeah, all right. I poached my eggs in water and a splash of vinegar because the vinegar helps the white stay together. And I grilled my bacon with lots of pepper and grilled, grilled? some cheese. grilled bacon. You mean using the broiler of your oven, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Thanks. I forgot you. Oh, okay. it's fucking different over there. Um, yeah, so I broiled my bacon with some tomatoes and um, a couple of slices of toast. That's a pretty good English-style breakfast, Shane. I'm impressed. Thank you. I, I could not be ha- asked to do poached eggs. I just couldn't be bothered to do it. Oh, do you know what? They take no fucking time. Stick them in the pan, sorted wait for the water to boil and I just pop the eggs in and then turn the heat off and then flip them over. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, I, uh, today was scrambies cause I was fucking just not into anything. Scramby eggs. That's the choose. way to go, man. You, you, you know, you mix a little bit of cream. Oh, I don't have any cream or anything. It's just smashed up eggs in a pan and a fistful of cheese in it. A fistful of cheese. That's an official uh, measuring standard, so... Well, yeah, you know exactly how much it is. I actually had a little bit of grated cheese and some salad cream on my eggs. Salad cream? Salad cream. It's a condiment in the UK. What the fuck is salad cream? Google it. I'm not doing your research for you. I want to know what salad cream is. If you want to know what it is, you look for it. Salad (laughs) cream. I'm going to be on a list somewhere. Ew, Heinz salad cream. Oh, salad cream God. is a creamy, pale yellow condiment based on an emulsion of about 25 to 50% oil and water emulsified by egg yolk and acidated by spirit and it cuts off. So it looks like yellow mayonnaise. Spirit of vinegar is what they use. Gross. Actually, it's quite nice. But don't have too much of it because it is quite overpowering. I had uh, Frank's Red Hot dumped all over my scramby eggs. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! 
you a hot sauce with eggs that's that goes hand in hand <laughs> that's it yeah and uh, a portuguese roll because yesterday um i was in i went to a football game and i was in charge of the uh the food for the tailgate so we drive up and we meet with all the people and we're like heading in and i go oh my god i left the buns in the garage i have no buns for all this i was gonna make like sandwiches for like seven people oh god and i go I go, oh my god, I had all these Portuguese rolls perfect, ready to rock, and they're fucking sitting in my garage, like, 40 minutes away from where I am. And I go, alright, well, let's stop at a convenience store on the way into the stadium, and we'll just buy whatever they have. So it was fucking sliced white bread. Oh, man. (laughs) It was still good, but now I have, like, 24... uh, Portuguese rolls that Elisa and I have to eat before they go stale in, like, two days. Yeah. Freeze them. Just freeze them. That is an option. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, I usually freeze all my like bread. Yeah, what I do as well. Um, if I buy bread and it's like there's a couple of days to go before it goes stale, I tend to bag it up and put it in the freezer. And then if I need any bread for toast or something like that, I just take it out of the freezer and defrost it for an hour beforehand. Or just put it right in the toaster. No, I don't have a toaster. I have a toaster broiler. <laughs> My toaster comes with a broil setting, Shane. That's nice. I have a grill in my a oven. Grill. Oh, man. <clears throat> so last night for dinner, I grilled some chicken. You know, or broiled, because you Americans are fucking weird. So if you told someone in America you had grilled chicken for dinner, you know what that means? Go on. You put your chicken on an outdoor grill that has fire underneath it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I questioned him at first. He's like, yeah, I grilled my bacon. I'm like, you went outside to like, put bacon yeah, on a grill? That's a grease fire. That's what that is. <laughs> no. What do you call that? A barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's different. See, yeah, when I think of barbecue, I think of like ribs. Yeah. I don't think of Shane in his underwear putting bacon <laughs> on the grill at 9 a.m. Underwear. underwear. If you're and lucky, it's, it's underwear. And it's 3.50 p.m., so I am actually dressed. Unlike you. Well, well I'm dressed. Shane. I got a shirt and uh, shorts, what I was wearing last night. Wow. <laughs> so you're both in your, in, your, in your Grundies feeling a bit worse for wear. Abs- well... I mean, that's just my life. I don't feel worse for any other reason other than I just feel disgusting today. But, all right, let's get this disaster <laughs> of a fucking... To, to quote Mike from last week... This is a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Perfect. that one. I'm like, i got to pull that one out. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, God. All right, fellas. So... Before we get into our topics, what's been going on with you, Mike? I know you just came back from a, a trip, right? Yeah, and I just put uh, watermelon sour patch kids in my mouth. Great. <laughs> so, uh... so Shane, you want to tell us what you're up to? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this week I have been keeping up with my 31 Days of Horror um, by watching a movie or two in a night. Um. Friday, 
I went and watched Halloween Kills. Yesterday, I filmed my penultimate two episodes with Maybe Movies. Next Saturday, I filmed my last two episodes um, with them. So that should be good. That's the spooky season completed. Um, other than that, my sleeping pattern has been fucked. Ziggy has been a gobshite, and I am currently drinking tea just to stay awake. Mm. <clears throat> Did you broil your tea? No, I boiled the kettle for my tea. So you wasted all this time. It's grilled tea. You could have put it right in there. Ah, fuck's sake. Here we go. I am also drinking tea, Shane, and just to piss you off, yes, it is pumpkin spice tea. Oh, for fuck's sake, you fucking freak. Oh. Tis the season, man. Fuck the season. I'm drinking a vintage 2021 Monster Ultra Rosa. Oh, with your Sour Patch Kids. Correct, but the Ultra Rosa doesn't have sugar in it, so, you know, I don't want to overload myself on sugar. I've been eating dairy... Dairy milk hazelnut cream um, candies. And they are very nice. My only gripe is there's not enough in the packet. <laughs> Since everyone's eating candy, uh, mm-hmm. Mike, do you want to actually tell us what, you, what you've been getting yeah. into? Yeah, see, I uh, swallowed a while ago, so I'm prepared <laughs> for speaking. And then I stopped eating my Sour Patch Kids, too. Um, but uh yeah i just got back from um universal studios because we every year we go to halloween horror nights and last year was supposed to be the 30th anniversary but they made it like the 30th anniversary of this year and they went hard on universal monsters like too much because i bought five shirts oh my god and there's like, you know, Frankenstein's monster, there's Chucky, there's, you know, the Bride of Frankenstein, and they they have haunted houses every year. And this year they had haunted houses for Beetlejuice, Bride of Frankenstein, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Haunting of Hill House, and I'm forgetting some. But uh, it's it's always a great time. <clears throat> and you always spend a whole bunch of money because they're like, hey, merchandise, hey, horror. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I love that, those things. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite things. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great time. I uh, went with some buddies, drank a lot, made some horrible decisions. Uh, went game hunting in, in, in Florida, which was fun. Uh, I spent, I went to a video game store, and I was spending a decent amount of money. And then the guy's like, hey, because I was buying Dreamcast games. I bought Tony Hawk for Skater 1 and 2 for Dreamcast. <laughs> and the guy's mm-hmm. like, hey, I got other Dreamcast games, you know. I'm like, yeah, probably, but I'm like, I'm not trying to spend that much money. He's like, I got Typing of the Dead for $110. Oh, yes. oh my God. And I'm like, oh. And he, he's like, it's complete. He's like, it's got the, the booklet and everything. He puts it down in front of me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but I don't have a keyboard. And he's like, ah, but I do. Oh, no. So then he pulls out the keyboard for $55. And he's like, and if you take both, I'll give it to you for 150 You son of a bitch. Oh, my God. So I bought it. And then that was my carry-on for the plane. Oh. It was a keyboard. 
And uh, yeah, I'm a proud owner of Typing the Dead. I've not played it yet. <sighs> but I'm very excited because I have played it before, but this, you know, not on my own keyboard and everything. It's, it's fun, you know? Sure. As, as someone who also owns Typing of the Dead. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I paid for it. Um, but it, it was like 25 years ago or 20 years ago when yeah. it came out. That's um, that's games now, man. Everything's like oh, expensive. That's why I got out of like game collecting because I'm just like it's fucking crazy now. Like you used to be able to just go to a game store and be like, oh, all these games are five dollars, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll sift through and maybe I'll find a good one or a couple okay ones. Now it's like all these games are sixty dollars. So yeah. I'm like, well, that's that's not cheap. <laughs> I don't want to buy pay for that. <laughs> Some old shitty game. And uh, speaking oh. of games. I literally got home five hours ago um, because my buddy and I were up playing Back for Blood, the new, like, kind of Left for Dead game. Oh. And it's a blast. It's very fun. If you liked Left for Dead 2 and you wanted a game, you know, wanted a, a sequel to it, this is, this, is, this is very much it. There's, like, upgrades in it. There's, like, cards. You have to build a deck and you get, like... Um, you know, special little things that you can enable before going out and everything, and uh, it's a blast. And it's from the creators of Left 4 Dead 2. They wanted to make a game, so they went out and so they they, they left Valve. I think Valve they, doesn't make games. Yeah, I think they left Valve, but it's I know it's from the definitely from the makers of Left 4 Dead 2. They started their own studio, and this is their first game. Is a basically Left 4 Dead 3. And this this is a lot of fun. There's some bugs here and there. It's kind of annoying at times, but I I there's no couch co-op, so I brought my Series X over to my buddies. Uh, he I brought my Xbox One X over to my buddies. I had him download Game Pass, so Back for Blood's on Game Pass, so we didn't have to spend sixty bucks on it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he had his a uh, little TV, so he had his big screen TV, and then he bust out a little TV, and it was like an old school <laughs> type of thing we had going on. Or I was, I had a little wow. TV with my Series X, he had the big one of his Xbox. But uh, yeah, I was, don't, I don't think I've seen a setup like that in years, Mike. Yeah, it was, it was pretty janky, but it, it I mean, it worked. It was fun, and it was actually, you know, who does that? And this is crazy that they do this. Miles and Kevin both have. I think they have two PlayStation 4s because there are some games that don't do local co-op. I think it's Borderlands 3 or something. And they have the TV in their bedroom on a, on a wheel-in cart, and it has, like, the PlayStation on it. And they'll literally unplug it from the wall, wheel it into the living room so there's two TVs next to each other in their living room so they could play uh, Borderlands 3 with each other. <laughs> That's what you got to do now. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Just put local co-op in. It, it, that pissed me off that there's no local co-op. But it's kind of cool, because when I have my Series X next to his Xbox, or my Xbox One X, like, the load times are so much quicker in my Series X. I'm, like, in the game, and he's still waiting yeah. for it to load. Come on, man, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what I'm doing. Um, I started a new job and mm. in a week from tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, everything is going pretty well. Well, good to hear. Yeah, uh, a kid I know went to um, Universal for uh, Halloween Horror Nights. He said he he goes every year as well. And he said he was slightly disappointed this year. Mm -hmm. Um, He thought, like, they were, I guess, promoting it like it was going to be a much bigger event than in previous years. And he's like, no, it's basically the same. 
So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they they were doing the like 30th anniversary and everything, you know. And it was just some normal <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. Which is still great. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Um, all right, let's see. What have I been doing? I finished uh, my audiobook of um, House on Haunted Hill uh, by Shirley Jackson. And that was pretty good, but I wasn't, like, blown away. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you've got to, like, read this book. It's so fantastic. I'm so glad I didn't actually read it. I just listened to it because I was like, if I ha- if I read this, I would have probably stopped, like, halfway through. It does get better as the book goes on, but, like, I don't know. It, it just, I guess just the, um, the writing, I don't know how do you describe it, like, the writing aesthetic, the way she writes is... Uh, it just seems so like saccharine in 1950s. Like I don't like the way people talk to each other in the book, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, having it on audio is much easier to get through. And I, I just started since I finished that, I started my next one. Uh, One book that I, I thought about that. I'm like, Oh, what's a book that I like failed to read. Like I tried to read and just couldn't do it. And it was Dracula. Um, I tried reading it a couple times and I always make it like through the, um, the Jonathan Harker uh, diaries. And I just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I just stop. Cause it's, it's a tough read, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, right. like Dracula, although it is one of my favorite novels. I haven't read it for about 15 years. Yeah. So I'm listening to the audiobook. It is so hard going. Yeah. The audiobook is fucking awesome. So I'm, I'm very pleased about it. It was cheap on Amazon too. It was like seven bucks. It's really so. funny. I've got an abridged version of Dracula. that was released as a kid's book. And it's really funny because I picked it up. It was like 99 pence when I bought it. I was like, oh, it's it's the kid's version of Dracula. Let's read this. Let's see how good it is. And it's awful. It's fucking awful. awful. But it's so funny when I turn around and say, I've got the kid's version of Dracula. Most of it is cut to shit. It's completely cut. It's like 100 pages. So they don't leave the parts about him eating babies? No. That's not but it's there. it's the abridged <laughs> version. So it's the penguin. It's the no. It was Puffin, um, the Puffin book of Dracula, aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. And I read it. I thought, oh, this will be a giggle, and it's not. It's dreadful. That it's such a weird like like oh I'm gonna take this and turn it into a kids book. Like it's so weird. I had a couple Sherlock Holmes um, of those when I was really little. They were like yeah. Sherlock Holmes adventures or something. And it was like the story is condensed to like five pages. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's funny. Um, so let's see what else. I mean, not much else. I've been doing a 31 days of horror like Shane and, uh, and Mike has been. Um, the only thing I did want to mention is I did watch my, my Blu-ray of Cruel Jaws this week. And I swear to God, it is the funniest fucking movie ever. I love how awful... Like, everything in it is so, um, it's so bad, but it's bad in a way that, like, you could tell the people in it were trying, and they just completely failed, but, like, they had fun with it anyway, and I think, like, that makes it enjoyable to watch. Uh, other than when they completely steal scenes from other movies, and, like, on the Blu-ray, you could see, because they, he literally takes footage from, like, uh... Uh, the last shark, which was made like a decade earlier to this one. 
and just sticks it in there. And the difference in footage, because it's like different camera setups, different cameras. That was probably actually filmed. Like, it, it's jarringly horrible compared to, like, the uh, previous versions I'd watched. You didn't notice, like, how shoddy the, the, the old footage looks spliced into the new one. So it was uh, pretty good. Pretty fucking entertaining. Uh, and I don't know. I think you can't buy it anymore. But um, it is a great Blu-ray, and I'm glad I picked it up when I did. So, let us get into some news. So, before we get into Batman, which I do want to talk about, um, there was a trailer released for the new Scream film, uh, titled Scream. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, why call it Scream? Because the new Halloween movie was called Halloween, that's why. Even though it is a sequel slash reboot slash whatever you want to call it, um, Shane, I know you watched this trailer. What do you think about it? See, I I, I quite look. I, I was a big big fan of Scream back in the day. In fact, the first movie is probably one of my favourite slashes <laughs> that there is. Um, and I watched it, and I was a little bit excited because it's kind of, I guess you could say in a sense it's a reboot but acts as a sequel as well because it's kind of like they're going back to the first movie in the sense of you know they're using some of the um <clears throat> same set pieces as they did because I mean obviously in the original movie, you had Stu's house, and they're using that again for this one. Um, it should be quite interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to pan out, because when I watched the trailer, because when, when I went to the cinema on Friday, they actually showed the trailer for that, and the trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which we talked about last time. Um, it looks interesting. I'm gonna watch, I am going to go and watch it. Because horror movies seem to be the only good things that are coming out. Well, kind of good things that are coming out at the moment. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to pan out. I think it could be interesting. I want to see how they, uh, how they kill off all the kids. Yeah, I was less excited on this. But I think that might be... Um... Might be because I was never a huge fan of the Scream series. I loved the first one, um, yeah. But I mean, I never, I never got into the sequels. It, like the second one was okay because me and a group of friends we made it a tradition when the Scream movies first came out. We all went and saw them on the opening weekend, so it was our tradition. Um, and I, I like Scream Two, Scream Three, hokey as fuck, um, Scream Four. Um, when I first watched it, I watched it on Blu-ray because no one who I knew wanted to go and see it. And plus all my old friends from back in the day kind of like disintegrated over the years. So, you know, no longer have any contact with most of them. But, um, yeah, I watched it. I, I enjoyed it the second time round. Um, but this one, I'll, I will give it a look. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't big on two. Uh, I thought three was fucking horrible. Just the worst. 
and uh, and four. Uh, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it either. It was something that's there, and I just I, I only watched it with the one time, and never really paid attention to it. Um, what I what I realized in watching this trailer, because they're bringing back you know the cast from the original, mm. um, which are, they've been in every fucking one of these things, is that I want these people to go away. I want them to die. I I want something different to happen in these movies because what's the fucking point because now, i have a sneaking suspicion that's what they're gonna do i hope they do i really hope that in the first scene all three of the main characters die <laughs> like that would be great you know dewey and courtney cox and uh and what's her face sydney yeah that would be that would be fantastic. I mean, not because I, I, I just want something different. Like, I don't want to see another Scream sequel because they're all the same. And I feel like in the series, the only memorable kill that I remember in my head is the one where the girl gets stuck in the garage door. Yeah. And the rest were just like stabbings in my head. I mean, I'm probably wrong. I'm sure there's way better kills, but they just they don't stick in my brain for some reason. Scream 4 had some pretty good kills. I thought um, the chick in her bedroom when she gets fucking gutted. I thought that was that was quite a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Do you watch this trailer, Mike? No, I don't care about Scream at all. <laughs> I I I mean, I enjoy the first Scream, but it's so dated. Like the ending where they're like laughing and explaining everything. I'm like, let's get this fucking over with. <laughs> It is hokey, but I kind of like that it's hokey, because that first one, you know, it's a parody of horror movies in a way, and you're like, okay, I, I kind of like that, like, it's okay that they're, like, goofy and explaining shit, I, I don't know, I just, the sequels never did it for me, but uh, people are excited for it, I don't know, uh, I won't be watching it in a theater, but if it shows up on HBO, I'll watch it, so. <clears throat> well, I've got my movies planned for the next couple of months, so, or for the next few months, so I will be going to see um, Resident Evil Raccoon City at the cinema because it comes out, I think it's December 17th. And um, I will be going to see Scream 5. And, All right, there you go. Yeah, <clears throat> we did also get the trailer for Dune as well. Oh, I didn't been... watch that because I don't care at all about that. The original so, Dune sucks. Yeah, it does. But um, this one looks interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I love the director. Oh, so Denny much. Ball in the wave of Yeah, he is great. He is You're fantastic. Right. He... But I'm really excited to see how they, you know, like actually make a coherent story on like the Lynch version. Um, even though it wasn't Lynch's fault, it was just a train wreck to watch. Yeah, I'm just trying to see because <clears throat> apparently I've heard that this this version is going to be quite long. Oh, yeah, most uh, of his movies are. <laughs> well, no, I've heard that this one's going to be in excess of four hours. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so Get I don't Zach know. Snyder on the phone. <laughs> no, see, I don't know what's um, what the thing is with that, because, uh, I mean, if it's four hours long, then I might just wait and sit at home and watch it instead of... Um, Sitting in the theater and getting a sore ass. Uh, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. So in other horror news, guys, the uh, the Chucky TV show, uh, I guess the first episode came out. 
And I haven't watched it, but I have been hearing mixed things. I've been hearing some horror fans say they like it and some they don't like it. Are you guys interested in a Chucky TV show? No. Yeah, I felt the same way. There's zero point. I I kind of liked the last two Chucky movies, Cult of Chucky and Curse of Chucky. Um, I thought they were fun and stupid. But not, nothing was, like, over the top and great about it. I just thought, like, oh, okay, that was entertaining. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And uh, to go from that to, like, make a TV show, I I just don't want it. I, I do not want that. <laughs> like, how much plot can you have in a fucking Chucky movie? It, that, it's a doll it's, trying to kill people. They've done everything they can with that series. Unless, you know, that... I don't know, unless they have a new, completely new element to the story. That's there's only so much, you know, little people trying to kill adults that I can take. Mm. I did see yeah. the trailer for um, Black Phone. Oh yeah, yeah, Black Phone. Yep. Yeah, I did see the trailer for that. It was yesterday, actually, because um, when we were doing the pod, uh, when we were doing the YouTube filming. Um, Sam asked me if I'd seen that, and I said not yet, and uh, watched it, and it looks quite interesting. I mean... Yeah, it's got an interesting premise. Like, it's original. I haven't seen something like that before. I mean, I'll I'll see it at the cinema. Yeah, from what I get on uh, Black Phone, um, if anyone hasn't seen it, there's, like, a serial killer that, like, kidnaps kids and murders them. And uh, apparently there's like this disconnected phone that's in the in the the basement or whatever he's being held in. Mm. And like the ghosts of past kids can like call him on the phone and tell him like how far they made it and like ways to get out. So he talks to all these different ghosts to like try to figure out a way to like escape the serial killer or something. I don't know. It looks interesting because the premise is unique. I'm like, OK, I kind of want to yeah. see where this goes. Like maybe it'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, actually. I do want to go and see this, because it looks interesting. And um, seeing Ethan Hawke, he's one of those actors I'm a bit hit and miss with. Yeah. Um, he's not my favourite actor, but I'll be impressed if he can pull this off. I mean, do you, when I saw the trailer and I see him with the pasty face before he puts the mask on, I thought, well, this that looks... Uh, eerily creepy mm. and he can't, he's got that air of creepiness about him as well so it could be interesting right mm. yeah it should be good um so to get to our uh the other one we wanted to talk to mike the batman trailer came out what are your thoughts dude i'm drenched with excitement <laughs> that's the worst description i've ever heard <laughs> yeah, i mean it looks great like i've been telling people for the longest time that pattinson really, pattinson really sold me with uh lighthouse and he sold me with that uh, uh what's that other movie that he was in that i'm the name escapes twilight. me what twilight no <laughs> no not at all it's uh <laughs> Oh, it's was an it A twenty four Oblivion or something. What no, was that it's one? A, it's an A twenty four movie. It's like Red something, I think. Him and his brother, like he's got to like bail out his brother who's got like a mental problem. It's very good. You, you got you got to look it up. But I've I've been sold on Pattinson's acting since I've seen those movies, and 
you know, I I didn't really like disregard him because of the Twilight movies. I just never really took it seriously. Um, but every time I've seen him in a movie, he's been great. So I'm very excited to see his portrayal of Batman. I'm not a Batman expert by any means, but I do love a solid Batman movie. And just that trailer, just that trailer alone that shows, you know, a dark, like brooding, just pissed off Batman. And the uh, cinematography looks gorgeous. The um, the fighting scenes don't cut like a Marvel movie. There's like five cuts per jump in a Marvel movie. And this one, you know, he's getting shot at and he's just kind of shaking it off. It looks great. Oh my God. That scene in the dark where he's just getting gunned down yeah. and you see all the bullets like bouncing off him essentially. Holy yeah. shit. I am a little worried that they may be putting too many enemies in it because I know Penguin is in it with Colin yeah. Farrell. And then... Yeah, first uh, of all, how is that Colin Farrell? Like... Holy shit. Yeah. And it just, he looks, he looks great. Doesn't, doesn't sound like Colin Farrell at all. And then uh, that other guy. You've got, Rid- is, you've got Riddler in it as well, haven't you? Right. So the other guy, his name's Dan. I was going to say Dan Swano, but that's the drummer for Bloodbath. Um, hmm. It's just sanity and such. But uh, I forget his name. Dan something. It, it kind of rhymes with that. But he, he's good. He's in There Will Be Blood, and he's going to be. The Riddler, and I'm pretty excited for that as well. He's also a huge piece of shit in Prisoners as well. Speaking of Denis Villeneuve, but I'm I'm excited for it. It's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a great movie. I hope. Yeah. I don't know how this connects. Still, I don't know what it's about. I don't think you need to connect it to anything. Just everyone knows who Batman is. Just make a Batman movie. Can we, and then can we can we talk about Selena Kyle? <laughs> oh God. My God. Let's talk about Andy Circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm always, excited. It looks good, yeah. What's her face? Uh, Zoe Kravitz, right? She's Selena Kyle. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know who she is. Yeah, that's uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. Part of the Kravitz clan. That's right. Yeah. Actually, in regards to Batman, I just want to give my buddy Rob um, a shout out. For his Instagram page, Monster Board UK, he um, does lots of artwork, does lots of painting, um, and he currently paints skateboards. Um, and take, he takes commissions, and um, he's just recently done um, <clears throat> a Spawn, or he's done a Spawn. He's doing the Batman. He's also done Alien and Predator. He's done The Crow as well. If you take a look at his page on Instagram, um, at Monster Boards, Monster underscore Boards underscore UK, you'll see that um, you'll see a lot of his work on his page, and uh, some of it is amazing. Awesome. But what does that have to do with Batman? I don't know. Because he, he's a, Rob's a massive Batman fan. Well, um, speaking speaking as the world's most prominent Batman fan, um, as anyone can know, I do have a Batman sticker on my laptop, so... So it's official. I feel, yeah, right. Uh, I don't know how anyone's going to top that, to be completely honest. Um, anybody with a Batman tattoo? Fuck. <laughs> well, you've beaten me this time, Shane. 
Well, I haven't, but Rob's got a Batman tattoo and it looks fucking amazing. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So the Batman trailer came out as part of the DC fandom, uh, which I guess is just like Star Wars Day, only it's, you know, comic book people. And uh, they released a bunch of other stuff. There's a, there's some like behind the scenes stuff for Shazam 2. There's, um, and not really a trailer, like a teaser for uh, Black Adam starring The Rock and Pierce Brosnan. Um, what else is there? There was a little teaser of The Flash, I think. And you don't see too much, but like you see the back of Michael Keaton's head and you're like, oh my God, it's Michael Keaton's head. Um... I don't know. There's some other stuff in there, uh, but pro- the Batman trailer is obviously the one that uh, everyone's creaming over. So, and rightfully so, I believe. Also, I just want to mention his car in this is fucking yeah. Ab- oh my god, it's so sexy. It's just a '70s muscle car with like flames coming out of it, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's a fucking Batmobile. Oh man, it looks awesome. All right, fellas, let's get to our, I don't know if you want to call it our main topic. Let's do our VHS movies first. Uh, yeah. And then we'll we'll save Halloween for the end. How about that? That sounds like a great plan. So uh, a new VHS film came out, VHS 94. <laughs> and um, if people aren't familiar with the series, it is a essentially uh, found footage anthology series where... There's uh, three or four stories and a wraparound story in each movie. And they are all kind of loosely connected to each other, but it doesn't really matter. Like, you can watch them in any order. It makes no difference, especially because I think some take place, you know, in different time periods. So, like, all the individual stories uh, don't necessarily connect, although some of them kind of do. I don't know. Um, that's that's more for people that are interested in the VHS lore. <laughs> <laughs> so um Shane you're probably you're pretty familiar with the first VHS right why don't you tell us yeah, about this one I mean like I say it's been a while since I've watched it but um essentially this is it's um the movie itself is written and well there's various directors and um writers in the movie so it's kind of like um I've forgotten the word for it. It's a... Anthology. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. It's basically, I'm talking about, it's an ensemble piece. That's what I was looking for. Um, And it's an anthology with various actors and directors and writers all getting together and putting, um, putting together in what I think is kind of a masterpiece in modern movies i mean it's i really enjoyed it um and it's very interesting because the um the synopsis of the movie itself is like is a point of view fan footage horror movie from the perspective of, of america's um top genre filmmakers um it's basically a group of, group of misfits are hired by an unknown third party to burglarize a desolate house in the countryside and acquire a rare tape Upon searching the house, the guys are confronted with a dead body, a hub of old televisions, and endless supply of cryptic footage, each video stranger than the last. So it's um, I quite like the wraparound story in this one because it's basically you just see the guys breaking into the house, and it's 
it was kind of funny how they're sitting there and they're watching the movies and you get you get the um the camera angle on the people watching the movies and um it was uh it was interesting because you notice things in the background when while you're watching the wraparound story and that you see the people putting the videos into the into the into the VHS player and then it's kind of you watch notice little things in the background around them and it kind of adds to a whole creep factor as well but um i i quite enjoyed the wraparound story as well as the um the stories themselves so uh i mean i think my favorite story out of the whole franchise or out of the whole film was probably the siren because you don't i mean when i first watched it it's like four guys out on the piss you know getting hammered and they pull a couple of girls not realizing one of them is actually a siren um who is intent on mating with one of the guys and how it all goes hideously tit up um because it was then, then when she shows her true colours. And when I first saw this, I didn't know what the fuck she was. It was like, <clears throat> is she a gargoyle? Is she a vampire? Is she a demon? What the fuck is she? And it was how that story progressed and how she was stalking the other guys. And she kills she kills majority of the people in the room anyway. But it's the one guy that she that she takes a shine to who then where she then flies off with him and he's wearing the camera. So you've got these wearing those glasses with the camera installed. So you're seeing everything as it's happening through his eyes, so to speak. And as she's tearing people apart and killing everybody and then how she then flies off with him and lead, lead flying him to his doom kind of thing and I thought that was that was quite a clever story I quite like that one yeah so um, I mean that story was pretty good I don't know if that was my favorite one in this one I also no. liked the what was that Shane I know I was just I was just responding to... yeah, I, I also like the uh, the 10 31 98 the uh, the Halloween one where the guys are going to a, a supposedly a haunted house Oh yeah, they're going to a Halloween party and they show up and it's like there's like a satanic cult performing a human sacrifice upstairs, or what you think is a human sacrifice. Like you don't know what the fuck's going on, and then like all the hands start coming out the walls. I thought yeah. that one had like really good special effects for being a found footage movie, and I I just thought it worked well. Like fast paced, running around, you don't know what's happening. They're going around spooky corners and there's ghosts and. You know, some little ghost girl. I don't know. It was crazy, and uh, I, I like the ending of that one as well, with the train coming down the tracks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the others were pretty good in that one. Uh, they had the uh, Thursday the seventeenth. That's the one with the, at the. Uh, they go to a lake, and there's a girl mm. who it turns out lured her friends there to so they could be sacrifices, so she could trap a killer. Mm. Um. And uh, what else is the second honeymoon? That was uh, Ty West's story, 
Ty West, famous director of uh, Cabin Fever 2, Keep on Feverin'. (laughs) 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 And uh, that was about a couple going on a honeymoon and the girls recording their trip. And um, uh, a couple spooky things happen and then the guy is stabbed. (laughs) You're like, oh, (laughs) okay. Uh, That one I I didn't like too much. That one was, I, I think, maybe the worst one in the set. Um, and the sick thing that happened to Emily, which is like filmed over Skype, I guess, or, or whatever. Some, you know, yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. That one, that one was pretty freaky. And there's like some weird, like ghost kids or something. She doesn't know what's going on and turns out things aren't like what they seem. Um, that one was okay. <clears throat> uh, probably one of the better Skype based, <laughs> like, you know, webcam stories I've seen uh, in the webcam genre. So, uh. Yeah, that one was all right. I don't know. But I I liked this movie, but I think it gets outshined by two. Uh, but it's still enjoyable, uh, and I think it's absolutely worth watching. Uh, what what do you think of the first one, Mike? It's been a long time since I've watched it. The only one I really remember is Siren. Yeah. Out of all of them, and her just going, I like you, I like you. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know who it was or what she was. I'm like, okay. And then she like flies off with him at the end. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, otherwise it's it's been a while since I watched VHS one. I always go to the sequel. It's difficult not to. <laughs> so since you since you're big on the sequel, Mike, why don't you tell us about VHS two? Yeah, so I VHS two is one of my favorite anthology movies ever. Like it's easily in my top five, maybe in my top three. I love VHS two. I've gushed about it before. Um, it's simple. You know, the, the wraparound story starts off with, um, like, these, uh, what are they called? A, uh, he gets the paid to PIs. spy. Yeah, P.I. He, he, this guy is getting paid to spy on uh, some husband um, or, a, yeah, some husband who's cheating on his wife. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, he's recording them through a window and they, they go back to this, this house. And uh, they're, him and his partner, who's a woman... They're looking through this house and they come across a room with, a, you know, uh, all these VCRs and all these tapes everywhere. And he goes, well, like, go through the tapes. Maybe there's something we can find. So she pops the tape in and onto the first, you know, story we go. It's called Phase One Clinical Trials. It's directed by Adam Wingard and it's starring him as well. And this is where the seriousness of the first VHS, it seems like they kind of go into comedy in this one a lot more. Um, uh, he, Adam Winger, he gets a transplant in his eye where he had an accident and his eye is actually, uh, transformed into like this camera and it's going to record and monitor everything he does for like research purposes. I'll wait until Shane is done with his plastic. (laughs) I just hear it, like, slightly in the background. Um, Yeah. Well, it's distracting. (laughs) I can't can't think. Um, But, yeah, so he starts experiencing, like, these, like, glitches where he can, like, kind of see people staring at him. And he kind of makes eye contact with this woman, and this woman walks by him, and She's like, she's like looking at him and he's looking, he's like, what the fuck? So she ends up following him home and she goes, you can see him, can't you? And he's like, uh, what? So they have sex. 
And so they have sex. <laughs> yeah, they, they just kind of do it. And she's like, yeah, they're all dead. So he's seeing all these dead people in his eye. And uh, it, it's pre- it's very neat because, like, as the story progresses, these, like, dead people keep getting closer and closer to him. There's a creepy scene where he's hiding in a bathroom and he sees the outline of a person sleeping on the bed. And he's trying to, like, he's trying to, like, poke at it and stuff. It ends up with uh, him trying to cut out his eye in great practical effect fashion. Great start to the to the whole anthology. And then you have, after that, you know, the end the wraparound story. She takes the tape out, and she's like, wow, you know. And so she puts another tape in, but before she does, you see somebody in the background, like the first movie, someone's just kind of staring at her from another room because she's still sitting in that in that house. So on to the next one where it's called A Ride in the Park, which is one of the best like found footage zombie things I have ever seen. It's so simple. It's a dude just riding his bike in the park. He's got a GoPro on and he comes across a zombie who bites him. And then you see him. Well, you don't see him, but you see his like character, his camera. Uh, you get the sense that he's becoming a zombie. He goes to the ground. He dies. A, a couple stumbles upon him, and they're like, hey, man, are you okay? Even though he's, like, just blood everywhere. And uh, you see him get up and then, like, attack, like, the couple. And that couple becomes zombies, and they attack other people. They come across, like, this, like, like party at, like, a campground. And <laughs> it just all this shit happens. And then it gets kind of sad because... You, the ending's very sad, and it's it's done extremely well. It's done so well. Uh, that was by the uh, the um, the guys who made the original Blair Witch. Yes. So you know that they have got some experience in this, and it's it's man. If there's only one uh, segment to watch out of this whole sequel, it's this one because I love it so much. Are you, for no. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm gonna disagree with you because there's one way better segment. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, the next one, Safe Haven with Gareth Evans, that's oh my god, that's fantastic as well. That's and, my favorite. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I've, that's, that's I have watched just this segment, not like the whole movie. I have put this in just to put that segment on multiple times. Yeah, well, Gareth <laughs> Evans it. really killed it with this one too. Uh, it's just like a bunch of people that are, uh, making a documentary on this cult known as the paradise gates. And they go to this like, uh, uh cult lair. I forget what you call it, <laughs> but, uh, they, they go there and they're trying to research it and it's just filled with creepy shit, filled with creepy shit. And it goes out. There's a little bit of drama here and there. And the ending is just batshit crazy. People are killing themselves, and they're they're doing all this. They're you know drinking the Kool Aid, and the guy who plays the uh, like cult leader does a such a great job. And he's like uh, he's like covering up. There's like you know he like not stabbed himself, but he like cut himself on his chest and everything. And he's this like little guy. He's jumping on people and shit. And there's like a pregnancy scene. All this stuff <laughs> happens in like. I'm going to say like the 20 or 30 minutes that this segment goes on. There's a lot in here and it's done awesome. It's done yeah. super well. And then the the final segment is called Slumber Party Alien Abduction, which is pretty much a love letter to McPherson Tape and Incident in Lake County about these, you know, teenagers. They stay uh, at their house on a lake over a weekend and they plan a party and stuff and 
aliens come and unfortunately a dog perishes. Oh, that was the worst part. I know. That's why I can't watch that segment anymore. I'm such oh, a it's the I'm worst. such a wimp when it comes to that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it's it's great. It's very well done. There's a lot of cool sound effects in that segment, but that ending kills me. Yeah. yeah otherwise, yeah. then the wraparound story kind of ends. He, you see Kyle, who they, who they, uh, kind of introduce as the person, like, kind of looking here and there, and then they. It's very creepy the way they kind of put these like effects on this guy. <laughs> it's, really, oh, it's, it's really great well makeup. Done. Yeah, it's great Fucking... makeup. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I love too, man. Watching this one again, it stands above all the other VHS movies. It like just those the three segments: uh, the zombie one, the zombie GoPro, the safe haven, and uh, slumber alien party are so good. They're better than I think every other segment on uh on the other ones. I, I, I don't know. It, every one of these just stands out as as excellent and I think these are probably the best filmmakers uh put together for this one. But um 100% entertaining and uh this is a this is a must watch. Any every horror fan should check this out. And I think probably just talking um found footage uh, is this arguably the best found footage movie? Um, I love found footage movies. I wouldn't say it's the best. Like, no. my opinion, Nor I the Curse, that's, like, one of my favorite found footage movies ever. But it's up there for sure, man. Yeah. What do you think about part two, Shane? You've seen this one. Do you know what? I can't even remember. I've, I've got it, but I can't remember watching it. Which is really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um... I actually own this on VHS. I have, there's like a I have a Blu-ray, uh, DVD, VHS combo of this, and it's awesome. <laughs> I've got that same set. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. This is a great one. I love to. So let me let me get into three a little bit. VHS viral. Uh, this came out. I I wrote down 2014, but that doesn't sound right. Uh, I think I got the the date written here wrong. Um, I'll look it up later. Um, so this one, um, the wraparound story is a, uh, a guy that likes to film his girlfriend. Um, it shows footage of him filming her and she's like, oh, you're always filming me. And he's like, yeah, cause I want to be famous or something. And he's like, cause I like to look at you. And then. They're like hanging out and they hear this big commotion and on the news, um, there's like a ice cream truck that's like tearing through the streets of LA and, um, they're like, Oh, this is right by our house. We should like go out and, and, uh, and check this out and, you know, see what's going on. We could film it and be famous or something. Um, so they go outside. She tells him not to go outside. He goes outside and there, like a policeman gets killed by the truck, and um, his uh, girlfriend disappears and appears to have been kidnapped by the ice cream truck. And um, on his cell phone, he could see like images of her, like um, like screaming for help or popping up or whatever. And it then starts to play uh, these videos. So it's not like a VHS tape, I guess. It's like you know, uh, streaming videos to like his phone. 
Um, so the first one is, it's not even really found footage so much as it is like a documentary, like a, like a mockumentary style thing about this magician and, um, on how essentially he finds a demonic cloak, uh, that used to belong to, uh, Harry Houdini and he uses it to get like actual magical powers. Um, and it's like he it, he finds out it needs like souls or blood or whatever. He's got to sacrifice people to the cloak to keep having the powers. So he keeps like killing off his like, um, you know, his, his magician's assistants that come in. And one assistant figures out what's going on and turns the tables. And there's like some there's like a fight scene where they're like using magic against each other. They keep stealing the cloak back and forth from each other. And they're like running on walls and ceilings. And it doesn't really, like, in my head, it doesn't ring as, like, found footage, even though, like, you know, they, they use shots, like, from, um, like, a police officer's body camera or, like, I guess a documentary filmmaker who's there. I don't know. Um, the segment is probably the best one. It's entertaining and it's kind of stupid. But um, it wasn't, it, it didn't really fit the theme of the rest of the series, I thought. This one really stood out as not being, like, Oh, this is a tape somebody found. This one is like a produced movie um, with like quick shots and action and special effects. Uh, so not that great. Um, that's that's actually my main problem with this whole one is that magician one. Or, or, uh, and like while it was going on, I was like, who is recording this? Yeah, there's right. there's somebody in the corner just recording something. I there's no character introduced that is recording this. Why is it that found? That's footage? why. I, I assumed it was like a documentary filmmaker. Like, is that like the guy who's cowering? Cause it's like literally on the bottom of the stage, like shooting up, like who is the person that's down there? They're not a character in this. Yeah. It's not found footage. So, um, the, um, so that segment ends and there's some more chasing around. He's the guys try to catch up. He's riding his bicycle back in the main story to catch up to this ice cream truck going like a hundred miles an hour around LA. And he's catching up to the ice cream truck. And a bunch of other guys are, are following the ice cream truck with their GoPros. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. And then another clip starts. And this one is about... I actually liked this one. It was about uh, parallel universes. Um, and there's, like, this guy who invents a... I don't know. It's, it's like, a, a dimension-hopping device. And he turns it on. And at the same time, a guy who looks exactly like him turned his on... And they're both, like, looking at each other, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, you just built this device? He's like, yeah, I just turned it on for the first time. He's like, me too. And he goes, and they, they look into each other's rooms, and everything appears to be identical, only flipped left from right. So they're like, oh, my God, it's a parallel universe. So they make an agreement that they're going to cross over and spend 15 minutes in each other's universe just to look and see what's going on. And one guy's like, all right, well, don't go upstairs and wake my wife. She's sleeping. And he's like, oh, uh, Isabel, or I forgot what her name was. And um, guy's like, yeah, 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 I married her too. So they're like, okay, great. So they hop over and they're like, oh, this is almost the exact same, you know, house as my own. But there's like a couple of little differences. There's some weird stuff in it. And um, the, the guy goes into one of the universes and he sees that like the wife is about to like have an orgy with like two other guys. And she's like, yeah, this is totally cool. We do this all the time. You know, he's like, oh, like he doesn't want to like interrupt them, but he also doesn't want to be a part of it. 
So you don't really figure out kind of what's going on um, until uh, it turns out that the only differences between the universes is that uh, they're like, everybody's like evil in the other universe and satanic and they have like monster genitals. It's like something out of a trauma movie with like a huge like monster cock and a monster vagina. And um, that, like everybody dies essentially. It... <laughs> I like the idea because it was like a Twilight Zone episode. Like, it seems like something that would be on there without the monster cock. But um, it, it's a nice little segment. It, you know, I liked that it. it was short. It was sweet to the point, And it, it, it was found footage. Like, everything made sense in that in that term. So that one was good. And then the last segment was uh, Bone Storm. And this was about um, a group of teenagers who, like, skateboard. They're trying to make a skateboard video. And they hire a cameraman who's another teenager and they go to Tijuana to like film stuff because they can buy drugs and shit in Tijuana. And um, I don't there's like a bunch of cultists that show up while they're skateboarding and they end up getting to a fight with them and they kill all the cultists. And then like it brings a demon to life or something. And then all the cultists come back to life and they have to kill them again while they're like skeletons. Um, it was really obnoxious, this one, because the kids all had GoPros on their helmets, and you're like, oh, that's going to be, like, cool to watch. Only the GoPros on their helmets are facing their faces. So all you see is, like, their faces, and it was so obnoxious to watch, like, kids skateboarding from the face down. Um, I, I just, I didn't like the way this one was shot. I thought every character in it was annoying and horrible, and I hated every one of them, and I wanted everyone to die. And then uh, that ends, and then the movie basically ends, because, like, I don't know. Turns out the guy's girlfriend was dead, and it's an ice cream truck, and the, the, they were putting out videos that were making people's nose bleed, and that's it. Like, I don't know. I didn't like this movie. It was garbage. Like, I gave this, like, a 3 out of 10. <laughs> um, I, it, all, everything just didn't match. It didn't feel like a VHS movie, and I, I can't believe that they followed this like this they made another movie after this based on how bad this one was um so it, it's horrible i know you had mentioned this before being real bad bike and i was like how bad can it be it's really bad and coming off from two man it's like what are they doing half of it's not even well maybe not half of it but a lot of it's not it didn't feel like found footage to me like you said yeah so what's the point yeah yeah complete complete letdown um, so now you said you didn't watch, uh, VHS 94, right? Oh, I did. I loved it. Oh, you did. Oh, I thought you said you didn't for some, I don't know. I think oh, Shane said. Watch viral. No, I haven't watched them. Okay. Shane, do you mind if we talk 94 and then, right. uh, we'll discuss, uh, I don't know. We'll probably get into some spoilers on it, but I, I, I feel, just <laughs> I feel like this is a movie that can be spoiled. I don't think it's going to take away, you know, from the nonsense that you get in the movie. Um, so, yeah, let's see, 94, it opens up with, like, a drug raid, like, they, uh, uh, the cops get a hold of a video of, like, a girl, like, was she snorting a VHS tape? Like, she was snorting something from her hand, and then, like, passes out, and they think they're going into this place for a drug raid, and it's all, you know, body cam footage from the cops, and, uh, they go into this place, and they find it's, like, a compound for, like, weird cult shit, and there's, like, bodies all over the place, and there's, like, 
guys have ripped their eyeballs out, and there's, like, VHS tapes everywhere. Um, and that's just, it's like, sort of the wraparound, and then, like, you know, some of the, the actual VHSs start playing. <laughs> and the first one is uh, is Ratman. You want to tell us about Ratman, Mike? Yeah, it's a... Uh, um... This news group, it was a woman and a guy, like her cameraman, they're kind of going into this, uh, like, storm drain type of thing, and they're, they're, they had their own store that they were going to work on, but she was like, hey, we should, you know, uh, look at the homeless people, the homeless problem in this, in this town, you know, that could, I want to win a Pulitzer or whatever, and uh, they go into the storm drain, and they hear, you heard this, like, <laughs> As I'm as I'm remembering it, it gets funnier. But yeah, like this this urban legend of Ratman. <laughs> and uh, as the the story progresses, like they get deeper and deeper into the storm drain, and there's like these homeless people running around. And I don't, should I spoil it? I don't. I mean, just do I it, mean, man. Just talk about it. What the fuck? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So she ends up <laughs> she's coming across like this. A group of like cultist homeless people, and they all like pray to this rat man thing. And they knock out the cameraman and the woman, and I guess they're kind of like sacrificing them to this rat man. And it begins and ends with like, like you're watching a news station that there's just two people at the desk. And uh, at the beginning, you know, they're just like, hey, you know, she's gonna go on this little. Uh, this this little like thing, and she's gonna, you know, do her story. But at, at the end of it, she's sitting at the desk and anything, and uh, she <laughs> they're like, "I'm glad you made it out okay and everything." And I guess the cameraman dies, and she's like, "Yes, and hail Ratman." And he's like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Yes, uh, blah 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 blah, hail Ratman." And then the guy's face just melts off, and I was sitting there dying. It was so ridiculous, and the makeup was great in it, and it was an actual like found footage type of deal. Where and it was it was creepy. There was like homeless people like staring at you from a distance and everything, and it was a ridiculous story, and it was very fun. Can I say my favorite part about this story is that like when it first opens up, and they're like, "Oh, reports have been coming in about this rat man living in the sewers of the town or whatever." And like here's an artist rendering and it like is oh, like yeah. a fucking little kid. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> the worst goddamn thing you've ever seen. And the best part was when they actually show Ratman, you're like, Oh yeah, I can see That <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, was so good. Ratman had good special effects too, by the way. Yeah, I mean uh, himself. Yeah, this was this was a good good physical effect type of deal. It was great. Yeah, I laughed. I got a real good laugh out of this one. Um, so the next one, I didn't write down what the actual name of these stories were. I probably so the first one's up. called Storm Drain. And oh, just, Storm Drain. Okay, and it's this not Ratman. No, the, the wraparound is called Holy Hell. The first one was Storm Drain, and this one is going to be The Empty Wake. Yeah, so The Empty Wake, um, this one I like because it's, again, it's so simple. It's not like, there's only like a couple characters in it. This lady is working at a funeral home and um, the funeral director tells her, Hey, listen, there's, we're having the wake for this guy tonight. His family requested that we film the wake. There's three cameras that are up and running to film the whole wake. And 
you're just going to have to sit here through the whole thing. And then, you know, as the wake wraps up, whatever, head home, wrap all the stuff up and uh, and take care of business. Uh, also, there's like a horrible hurricane on its way. So, um, so yeah, deal with that. And um, so the girl's like, okay, so like the funeral director leaves and the guy, uh, one of the other morticians that's there is, is like breaking her chops like, oh, just don't open the casket. He's a real mess. Like his head is like falling apart and like just like these horrible things about the body. And she's like, oh, great. Um, so she sits there and nobody shows up. She's by herself the whole time. And she's like killing time, walking around, playing music. And she like stuck in the dark in this funeral home. And finally, like one other guy shows up. And she's like, oh, my God, thank God, like, somebody's here. Like, she's, like, was really freaking out because she's by herself in this place. Uh, The guy's acting, like, real weird. Like, basically, he's there for, like, a a minute, like, doesn't spend any time there. And she's, like, asking him questions, like, oh, are you friends or family? And he's, like, like, no, just, like, shakes his head and uh, doesn't really give her any answers she's looking for. And eventually... um, you know, he just leaves, and she's like, oh, what the hell, all right, well, maybe more people will come, and she, like, called her friend to find out about who this guy was, and if there was a problem with, like, putting the directions in the paper or something, like, maybe they put the wrong funeral home, because there was nobody showing up for this guy, and, um, like, she starts hearing funny noises throughout the night and stuff, and her friend calls her up, and is like, oh, my God, yeah, that guy, that's, that guy, like, committed suicide by, like, jumping off a church or something after ranting and raving and, like, losing his mind, and then, like, the, um, the casket, like, starts to shake, and she starts losing it, and it, she tries to leave, but the doors are all locked, and she's locked in, and the power goes out, and the storm's going, and all she has is the camera with the light on it, because it's got a battery, so, like, she's trying to, like, run around and figure out what's going on, and, like, the body breaks out of the cask or no, like the, the casket's empty. And she's like, Oh my God. And then like, you see the back of him, like facing the wall and you're like, Holy shit. Like she's like, Oh sir, <clears throat> sir, there must've been some mistake. We'll get you to the hospital. Everything will be okay. And like the guy turns around and again, practical makeup effects, fucking like nine out of 10, like some scary ass gory shit is going on in this one. And, you know, it's, it's short into the suite. He chases her, he chases her around and chaos happens and the hurricane is coming. The fucking windows are blowing out. It's so awesome. I thought this one was like just a nice little piece of found footage thing. And, uh, and it, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's not going to be the best segment. It's not going to be the segment that you remember, but it's, it's what you want. You want just like a little, a little piece of entertainment. My favorite part of that segment is when the guy's half of his face is on the ground and you can tell it's like some dude sticking his head through the floor and his eyes open up and everything. I'm like, that is great. (laughs) That is so much fun. Practical effects, man. It's awesome. It also made me laugh too. Cause she, she calls up. Because the casket keeps making noises. So she calls up her co-worker. And she's like, hey, it sounds like someone's alive in there. He goes, no, no, it's his gas is escaping. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at that. Oh, so that one's good. All right, why don't you take the next one, Mike? So this next one is called The Subject, and it is nuts. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so a man wakes up to find that his body's gone. And he, it's replaced by mechanical spider legs. 
So that's pretty much where you're going to go with this one. It, it involves a mad scientist, and he's trying to create these, like, human-machine hybrids. And he uh, he's on the news because he keeps trapping people and kidnapping them because he's using them as guinea pigs. And eventually a SWAT team comes in there because they found the location of the serial killer, which, you know, who he is. And uh, the, the reason why you're seeing all this is because he puts cameras in the in this at least the one guy he puts a camera in or the girl rather he puts a camera in and like you see everything from her point of view but then when the SWAT team shows up they've got like body cams and you can see things through their point of view as well and the reason why they're kind of there is because they're discovering the um the missing girl who's the subject whose subject I think is like 90 something 99 98 so when the cops come in they're like hey there she is and everything and you see all these machine hybrid people and they kill the scientist and then they just try to escape and it just gets crazy there's like a giant machine hybrid dude walking around he's got like blade hands and he's slicing cops up and everything and the uh the cgi there's a little bit of cgi in this one it's a little obvious but most of it is um practical and it's mainly just people running away from these hybrid machine psychos. And they just want to kill everything and everybody. The scientists booby-trapped the whole place in case he died, in case someone broke in. And it's just, it's very well done. And it's insane. Yeah, at one point it turns into a first-person shooter. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. I, the special effects... Um, you know, I'll say the creature designs in this one are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, they they did a, a real good job doing some weird fucking shit. The one negative I have on this one, Mike, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you noticed it as it popped up, is that it in no way looks like something that was filmed in 1994. No, not at all. <laughs> it's high definition, crystal clear, and they've got, like, a little, you know, blinking VHS light on the bottom corner. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's a little too crisp to be uh, to be what we're looking at here, but I'll let it slide because it, it does – it is bonkers. Um, I like the ending of that one, too, as it uh, as it goes on. It cuts to, like, security footage and stuff, and you can see, you know, how the story finally ends. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked that one. I didn't think I was going to. I thought it took a little too long to get going. Like, there's a little too much lead-up before the SWAT team comes crashing in. But once that happened, it was fucking balls to the wall. Yeah, it was losing me a little bit in the beginning, too, because there was a lot of CGI, and it kind of took me out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. So the last one, um, I just wrote Patriots. I don't it's, even know. What it's it's called, called Terror. Oh, it's called Terror. Okay. And by far, this, this is the most fun one in the whole fucking. This one is absolutely one hundred percent shot on VHS. Absolutely. If it's if it's not, then I want to congratulate whatever team made this footage look like it's VHS. <laughs> like it is. It is. What, yeah, like you, compared to the previous, like the previous one they showed to this one, you're like, oh yeah, this is a VHS tape, and it basically it's about a group of I, I don't know, I guess you'd call them like um like red redneck patriots that are like, oh, we're gonna overthrow the U.S. government because it's corrupt and blah blah blah. They call themselves they, the First Patriots Movement Militia. 
Right. <laughs> and they've got a secret weapon that they're going to use to blow up a building that they've somehow come across. And, you know, they don't want to explain it all too much. Um, but then there's, like, cops are giving them, like, ammo and, like, guns so they can fulfill their destiny. And they're going to take down this thing and bring down the U.S. government. <clears throat> and they're, like, documenting. They're, uh, yeah, the guy's, like, filming it and doing, like, documenting this for, like, I don't know, prosperity, I guess, or something. Um and how they're going to stop the evils of everything. And throughout throughout the footage, they constantly keep cutting back to um, a different member of this militia. Like shooting a guy with curly hair in the head. Like over and over. But it's like different. It's not the same shot. It's happening like different times. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like collecting his brains in a bucket after they shoot him. Um so then they're like they they sort of give it away, and I I hate to spoil this because ah uh, it's so good in the end, and I and I do love it. Um, uh, I don't know if I should spoil it or not. <laughs> it completely just, caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. I I saw it coming after they did the test. They did one test. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I know what this is. I get it now. Um, so um. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, you do find out what the weapon is. You find out what's going on and, and what their full plan was going to be. But, like, these guys are, like, drunken idiots. They get bombed and, like, <laughs> the weapon is, like, released. And, uh, I don't know. It was definitely the most fun. It was definitely out of VHS tape. I thought this is a, a, a great a great story segment for the series. And I think it's a, a good way to, to end, you know this uh this run it was one of the one of the better segments so yeah these guys are morons in it because yes. i think at one point i think the cameraman was like hey is you know did we test it out you know or the cop was like did you test it out did you make sure it works and like the lead guy kind of like looks to the camera and then the next scene he goes yeah we're gonna test it out now we're gonna make sure it works he's like <laughs> you know we gotta make sure it works before we carry out this plan and i was yeah, that's my so idea hard. i thought of that yeah it, it's it was really well like acted out that these guys are idiots yeah yeah great one great segment and then like so what what was the ending like the ending so i gotta was... say out of all the vhs movies out of all of them this is the worst wraparound story because yeah, it was I hated the wraparound. I, I didn't know what was going on and i didn't care like i <laughs> every time they cut in between the tapes i'm just like i, I don't know just go just put the next tape on because yeah, the whole thing is they're like rating this place and all they do is just keep yelling each other's names and swearing obnoxiously and then they cut to like a segment and at the ending it's oh you know a couple of them were in on it okay <laughs> i just i did not care at all for that <laughs> yeah so that was dumb but some good stories i thought this one was solid i put it right up there with part one it, it wasn't as good as two but nothing is um so this one, it's I believe it's only streaming on Shutter, right? Yeah, it's a Shutter exclusive. Yeah, so I actually picked up Shutter for five bucks. Um, I'm gonna keep it through October, but we'll see if I end up keeping it for the rest of the time. I've been but, using um, Shutter a lot for my 365. There's some yeah. I watched a movie on there the other day called Slacks about a possessed pair of jeans. Oh my god, I was hoping you were gonna say something like that. <laughs> and uh, it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Excellent. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I also do want to watch some of the Joe Bob Briggs uh, shows on there, too. Um, I know he does, but I saw he did an episode on things. Like, 
Joe Bob Briggs made people watch things. That's incredible. I've never seen that. You never watched things? I don't think so. The one where the guy puts his coat in the freezer. It's like filmed out of VHS in Canada. No. Oh my God, it's horrible. It's one of the worst movies ever made. It's <laughs> it's incredible that Joe Bob put people through this. I, I'm so excited to watch that episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This uh, VHS 94, definitely worth watching. Uh, blows part three out of the water. And uh, I think based on this one, they could they could make some more, I think. I really hope they do. I mean, I know Simon Barrett and uh, Adam Wingard. Is Adam Wingard attached to this one at all? I don't think I don't he know. is. I think it's just Simon Barrett. But, I mean, Simon Barrett's got that passion for horror. So I, I really hope that they kind of come together and make another VHS movie. Because if this is the like a reboot of sorts, they had some great ideas for this. Yeah. Right, original concepts. Yeah, that last one completely caught me off guard. And I was like, this <laughs> is great. I would love to see a full movie of this. <laughs> Redneck idiots getting themselves killed. Uh, yeah, that's good. All right, fellas, let's get to the main course here. Halloween kills. <laughs> Holy shit. Which, how many Halloweens is this now? Too many. I don't know. I know we ranked these. Shane, I think you were probably more excited for this movie than uh, myself or Mike. Um, let's uh, let's save spoilers for the end. But um, how did you feel about Halloween Kills? It fucking sucked. <laughs> the only redeeming thing about this movie were the kills. And that's that's about it. You know, um, the score was excellent. <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed the music very much. Yeah, yeah, the score was superb. Obviously, it's John Carpenter, um, but overall, I thought the only redeeming thing about this movie was the kills. Um, obviously, the film itself starts off directly after 2018's Halloween. So the Strode women are in the back of the truck. Um, Laurie is bleeding out in the back of the truck and with her daughter and her granddaughter. And as they're driving away, they see the fire trucks heading towards the house um, to obviously put out the fire. But um, yeah, it essentially carries on from where the last film left off. And it's the aftermath of what happens when the cops fail to successfully um, apprehend Michael Myers. And this movie is basically a very, very poor exercise in how we get the town together to rally against Michael Myers and evil dies tonight or um, all that fucking shit. Um, I did not I actually cringed during some scenes in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. And I was thinking to myself, because I went with my buddy Sam, who co-hosts maybe movies, and we both came out of the movie saying exactly the same thing. We were both disappointed. Um, the kills and the gore were plentiful, and I thought the kills were just superb. Um and this movie is a fucking gore fest. I will say it's 
it's relentless in that aspect. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, this movie I found was definitely Michael Myers centric. You know, it focused on him more than everybody else. Um, the character of Laurie Strode, obviously this, the way I saw it, the way I saw this is it's, it was mainly filler. It was just right. Michael Myers is going to go out and kill Laurie Strode is in hospital with life threatening injuries. Her daughter and granddaughter are part of a mob of people in the town who are trying to basically put an end to Michael Myers. And I felt it was poorly executed. Um, the whole idea behind the movie was a bad choice. Um, I only gave this movie a 5 out of 10, and that was just on the strength of the kills. Um, not even the returning characters from the 1978 Halloween redeemed it in any way. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I just felt really, really disappointed. Um, and adding Anthony Michael Hall to the film did it absolutely no favours either. In fact, Anthony Michael Hall playing Tommy Doyle... Um, in my opinion, actually ruined the movie. He didn't suit it. He didn't fit. He was trying too hard to be, um, like, aggressive. He came across as far too aggressive in his portrayal of the character. And he just didn't suit it. He did not suit the movie at all. Um, and I was severely disappointed with it. Wow, Shane! I'm surprised you came down pretty hard at it. I thought you would have uh, you would have liked this one a little more. Well, thing is, I love twenty. I love the 2018 movie, and I was excited for this. Really looking forward to it. And you know, all the kills aside, the story was really lackluster. Hmm. You know, it just didn't. It just didn't appeal. You know, I. Seriously, no word of a lie. I was cringing during certain scenes. I was like, oh my God, are they really doing this? You know, it was... It was really disappointing. Really fucking disappointing. I I came home and I was just like, I'm not even going to bother putting a film on. Because usually if, I'm go if I go to the cinema, I usually sit up for a couple of hours and I usually stick another film on. And I didn't even do that. Yeah, I was just like, "Why?" Did you rewatch uh, the 2018 one and prep for this? Um, no, I didn't. Okay, because I was thinking about doing that. I just didn't have time, and I, I well, wanted to know if like having that fresh in your memory would help or hurt this movie. Well, Sam did. Sam was saying that he did that, and because um, he literally he because we arranged to meet up at eight fifteen because the screening started at eight thirty. But um, he, he turned up a few minutes late and he said, the only reason I'm late is because the film ended, the end credits were rolling as he was about to head out the door. So, you know, that's fair enough. So he watched it and it was fresh in his mind. And he even said the same thing. You know, it was disappointing. There was so much that could have been done with it and it just did not execute well. 
Although there were some fantastic references to past movies, you know, the past movies, even the non now non canon movies. I mean, there was a lovely little reference to Season of the Witch in there. So, with the three masks, if when you see the trailer, it's the three masks, they're all the masks from um, Halloween 3. And Sam actually pointed out and said to me that if you look at the masks, I've even got the silver shamrock um, logo on the back of them. So I didn't notice it, but that's what he told me, that he noticed that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So that now makes Halloween 3 Season of the Witch canon in this timeline. Ugh. (laughs) I don't want Season of the Witch to share this timeline. It's too good. Yeah, well, no. But it's really funny because I had people say, I had someone message me the other day on Facebook or they tagged me in the post saying, do I bother watching Season of the Witch? And I'm like, "Uh, yes, you do. But, yeah, I was sorely disappointed with this one. Wow. So what do you think, Mike, overall thoughts? Me? Yeah, did you watch this? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I th- I thought you watched it. I, I I didn't realize you didn't. No, I didn't have any um, time to watch it, and I'm I'm really not interested in this one. I'll watch it eventually, but uh, I don't know. People hyped this up way too much, and I knew it was going to be a disappointment. Yeah, I will say not only is this disappointing, this is one of the worst Halloween movies, and I'm putting that right up with fucking Halloween Resurrection. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It. It was bad, just a bad movie. And I know, I think, Mike, you were the same as I was on the 2018 one. I I didn't completely love it. I thought it was okay. And there were parts I really liked. I loved that long kill segment where um, Michael Myers is stalking through Haddonfield. Yeah. um, Hmm. Going going house to house. I thought that was fantastic. Best part of the movie. Uh, but the rest was all like continuity errors and like weird acting decisions. Yeah, and as soon as I saw uh, the trailer for this one, and she's like, "Let it burn," I'm like, "Shut up!" Honestly, you're gonna yell at fire trucks going by to let it burn. Shut up. Uh, that was her most restrained part of the movie, Mike. Really? Yes, yes. Jamie Lee Curtis is so obnoxious in this movie, like. You know how Donald Pleasance would run around in, like, all the Halloween sequels, and he's like, he's evil, and he's, like, dragging a little girl around and shit? Yeah. Like, she is ten times more over-the-top and cringeworthy <laughs> in every scene she's in in this movie. <clears throat> I'm like, it, oh, my God. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but um, let's see. We're, uh, something very nice. I loved, loved, loved the score this is maybe the best John Carpenter score for a Halloween movie. Yeah, uh, I, it's, I do it's excellent. That. Very good. He puts some uh, some new music like tones in it and stuff. He puts you know a couple new segments in. There's some guitar riffs that he puts in there. Uh, everything is welcomed. I I love the score of this movie. Um, and and I'll probably I'll probably track it down to get like uh, you know some MP3s of it or something because uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, what else did I like? Um, the the gore, the kills were excellent. Although, yes. um, not necessarily negative, but one thing I will mention, like you had talked about, Mike, the way like Marvel fight scenes, um, there's a bit of that quick cutting in the kills. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the, I know it's a, there's a big controversy on the firemen kills. People are like, oh my god, he kills firemen. Yeah, who gives mm-hmm. a fuck? He's Michael Myers, obviously. He kills everybody. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that was excellent. I loved the kills in that, but it's a little bit too choppy, pop, 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 you know, back and forth. Um, but it was still good. Uh, good gore effects, good blood. Um, oh, boy. What else was good in it? Oh, uh, one kill uh, towards the end of the movie was maybe the most brutal Michael Myers kill um, I've seen since, like, Rob Zombie's movies. Like, just the anger and the, like, disregard for human life is so, like, perfect for Michael Myers in that one kill. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it later when it, when we get into spoilers, but, um, yeah, that, that one kill was great. And uh, everything else was horrible. I hated every character in this movie. Um, every All the acting was awful. Just completely awful. The dialogue was so pretentious and overblown and at the same time embarrassingly bad. Like there's a back and forth between two characters at one point. Uh, Tommy Doyle by Anthony Michael Hall, who is so bad in this. And I'm like, oh my God, why isn't Paul Rudd in this for the love of God? I can't believe this movie made me want Halloween 6 again. (laughs) (laughs) If that tells you anything. So he's talking to um, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, yeah. and he he's like trying to convince her to go on on this like killing spree to go you know round up Michael Myers and kill him. And uh, she's like, "I need a car," and he goes, "I have a car." And I'm like, "Oh God, that was the take you picked? Like you couldn't do anything else? Like nobody says that. You don't say I need a car, and then someone else goes follow me. Like you don't have to say I have a car." It's like oh. something that like a little kid would write and be like, well, he has to respond that he has a car. How else would she know that he has one? Um, I don't know. And every time they introduced every character that was still alive or every actor that and every character that's still alive that was in Halloween one, embarrassingly so. Like, I was the little kid that threw a candy wrapper in the trash in the background of this one scene of Halloween one and now I'm <laughs> 70 years old. And here's my backstory. And you're like, what? what? Why are you, why are you giving backstories to people? I don't give a fuck about. They're not even characters in this movie. I don't care that they were in the old one. Like every single character that was an actor that was still alive now and was in that movie is here and introduced. And I don't mean like a cameo. I mean, like, they're given speaking roles, like they're part of the plot. They're not. Oh, it was embarrassing. Like Shane said, like, cringing. I'm actively cringing watching the movie, and multiple times I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, what are you doing? I couldn't believe what I was seeing at some point. You know, at some point of the movie, I was just like, oh, fuck me, really? Are they really, you know, me cringing, and I'm like, are they really doing this? I mean, yeah. seriously. And was... then they get a they they get a mob together that they're gonna go hunt down Michael Myers, and they're like chanting and storming through a hospital. There's like a two hundred person mob storming around a hospital, like, yeah, we're gonna kill Michael Myers. Everybody kills him. Evil dies tonight. And you're like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And it's going on for minutes, just yeah. minutes of this. And they're they're the. This isn't really a spoiler, but the guy they were chasing, Shane. Yeah. 
we as an audience, right, us mm. as an audience, we're meant to know that's not Michael Myers, right? Like, we yeah. see Michael Myers out killing people while this other, there's another escapee from the insane asylum, while this other escapee is being chased by the mob because they think he's Michael Myers. Yeah. But they show the guy, we're like, well, that's not Michael Myers, obviously. Yeah. And, but the mob's like, obviously, oh. obviously, you've got um, Karen, like, shouting, that's not Michael, that's not Michael, and they're completely ignoring her. Yeah. And then, basically, she finds the guy, puts him in a corridor in the hospital where both both entrances are lockable, and then you've just got the scene with all the people seeing him. It's like, evil dies tonight, and you're like, oh, really? We know where this is going. But I think that scene actually leads to one of the best squidgy deaths I've ever seen in the film. Uh, that, yes. Again, excellent special effects, excellent deaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's that's a positive. Yeah. Um, uh, and meanwhile, uh, fucking Laurie Strode, she had just had uh, open abdominal surgery because I guess Mike yeah. Myers sta- stabbed her in the last one. I, f- I forgot. I, I missed it. I yeah. Um. So like her gut is torn open and sewn back together and she's recovering and like she finds out Michael Myers is still around. So she like jumps out of her hospital bed, uh, picks up like a syringe and and uh, a random thing of medication. And her daughter's even like, you don't even know what that is. What are you doing? And she it like draws the syringe <laughs> and stabs it into her own ass and goes, Rah! <laughs> oh, man. And Shame. I'll tell you what about that scene where you're talking about fucking the hospital and you've got you've got um Will Patton, Officer Hawkins, who supposedly died in the twenty eighteen movie. Right, but but he no. stabbed in the back. Yeah. Right. But no. Well he got stabbed in the neck and had the fucking cop car run over him, didn't he? So you're like, oh well, yeah, I that's about that. Yeah. But no, he's still alive. And, you know, it's just fucking really. And then I'm just, <laughs> I just thought to myself, hang on a minute, half of these people should have still been, should have been dead. But no. Um, how, how about that one? I think he's a security guard. And I, I, I think his daughter was killed in the first one. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was the fucking, that was the oh. copper from the first movie. Yeah. Right. But the actor. The- the yeah, actor is actor. yes, but the actor is 150 years old. Yeah, in this in this movie, and he's supposed to be a security guard for a hospital. Yeah, and I'm like, guys, come on, you can do something better than this. Like, they were so they were trying so hard to squeeze in every fucking reference and every character that was ever anything to do with Michael Myers in the first one. That they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, make him like I don't know. He's working at the security desk. I'm like, security? This man should be in a hospital bed. He shouldn't be in security. Yeah. And what's really funny is that um, for this movie, they actually had three people playing the shape. So you had Nick Castle, who played the original shape, James James Jude Courtney playing the shape for this one, and Aaron Armstrong played the shape for the 1978 sequences. Oh, right, because they they do flashbacks. Those were a little weird. Um, yeah, they were weird. 
I also felt they were unnecessary. I agree. Completely unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it was great that they decided to give it the flashbacks and the backstory as to why Officer Hawkins um, caught, because they explained, obviously, that he was one of the first responders in 1978 in the 2018 movie. So it was good that they gave that backstory, but his backstory for that segment was, you know, it was a bit convoluted and a bit not needed. Yeah, it was weird. But like yeah. I mentioned, it actually it's so like a weird throwback to the earlier conversation um, where, where you're watching something, you're like, well, this obviously wasn't filmed in 1978. Oh, yeah. But... But then they splice in footage of Donald Pleasance, and you're yeah, like, it's not, "Oh, it's not actually Donald Pleasance. It's um, I it's, I know it's not Donald Pleasance. Yeah, but, but yeah, you're like, good lord, this does not look good. I mean, it's it was they used a sound alike, I believe, and obviously they got that guy in to play him because he looks vaguely like him. But, I got really confused because when like when this movie first opens, the first scene you see is uh, is a is what is it? There's like a the, it's in present day and the cops like talking to somebody, and then it goes to a flashback. But I don't realize it's a flashback, hmm. and I'm like, what what the fuck is this kid doing? Like walking on the street, like and then he yeah. bumps into Michael Myers and I go what? I, I'm so confused already like the movie just started and I don't know what's happening it wasn't until like I figured out it was a flashback I go oh <laughs> this isn't happening now this happened then and that's the kid from the first movie okay yeah yeah but I don't know it, it was bad yeah it was bad and I am gonna say Anthony Michael Hall was a really bad choice for this movie they yeah. should not they shouldn't have had him as Tommy Doyle um, there is a reason why Paul Rudd wasn't in this, and that was because it conflicted schedules with Ghostbusters Afterlife. So we couldn't on, actually they, return. they wouldn't have had Paul Rudd in this. <laughs> he would have loved it. Yeah, it would have been good. I mean, he probably would have, I don't know, ruined it a bit more, maybe? Yep, yep, probably. Uh, but the real problem wasn't that, you know... Anthony Michael Hall, or whatever it. The real problem was what they did with the plot, the writing, yeah. everything was is the real. Problem. It was a convoluted mess. So, it was a mess. The, the right, plot. Let's get a couple spoilers in here, Shane. So, yeah. well, overall, I'd say this movie is horrible, um, and I don't know how people are liking this. Like, to be completely, I mean, the kills. There's probably the only thing they're going by, but right. I think this has the most kills in a Halloween movie. Um, there was 20- oh yeah. There was 28 on screen. Um, So I was impressed. I loved the kills. I thought the kills in this were fantastic. Uh, Well, most of them. Um, It was just gore fest, and I loved every second of it. The one one I loved the most, there wasn't even, like, blood in it, was that kid on the staircase. Kid on the staircase. Yeah, where he busts the kid through the the railing on the staircase. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was brutal. Brutal. I love that. That was amazing. Because it was kind of like you could see he was having difficulty breathing. So, obviously, he had crushed his larynx or whatever. But then it was just the way he just slapped his neck. Oh, my God. He just walks down the stairs and grabs his head and just, like, fucking. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Done. 
Um, but the other the other kill that I really enjoyed was um, the death of Big John. Um, Big John, Little John. Yeah, when he gouges out his eyes and you actually see oh his eyeball pop out of his skull. Yeah, that was just fucking epic. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't I, mind Big John and Little John. Yeah, I, I thought at least it was an original character, and like, it makes sense that they're in a Halloween movie. It doesn't make sense that they bring back every other fucking Halloween character ever. Yeah. Well, um, it was. Um, I mean, the guy in the hospital when he jumps out of the window, and then the camera. Good. Yeah, the camera pans <laughs> back, and half his head is is caved in. His brains are splattered on the pavement, and his body is just gently twitching. Yeah, his bones are sticking out everywhere, compound fractures on his arms and legs. Oh my god, that's so funny! But it's like because I saw that in the trailer, I thought, "Ooh, someone's going for a swan dive." And then, obviously, in the trailer, you don't see who it is. But then, in the film, in context, I mean, you got you got a feel for the poor guy, really. You've got hundreds of people who are chasing after you, and they're like, hang on a minute, why are they after me? I haven't done anything wrong. Well, he probably has, but we don't know what he's done wrong. And then he's like, fuck this, I'm getting out of it. <laughs> he just dives out of a window. And <laughs> it was just like, wee, You know, him flying and the crowd dispersing, and then splat. And I was like, it was really funny, because Sam said to me, ooh, that looks a bit squishy. Oh, no, that's a squishy one. Yay! Yeah. So we were having like little anecdotes in the movie, or throughout the movie, and we'd be giggling away at some of the stuff. But it was just like... You know, the scene of Anthony Michael Hall, I was just like, no, no. I just didn't like his character at all. I didn't like the fact he was playing Tommy Doyle. He came across as far too aggressive in his nature, and I just thought thought he sucked. I really, really fucking did. How embarrassing was it uh, when they introduce him and they're at that bar, right? Oh, man, that was a talent show. And Tommy Doyle's talent is that he gets up on stage... And goes, 40 years ago, oh. Michael Myers tried to kill me when I was a little kid. And you had, and I... you, you had fucking Lonnie Elam, or the characters of Lonnie Elam, you had Lindsay, and you had Marion, who was the nurse from the original the movie. Nurse, right. Yeah, and it was like, oh yeah, that's nice, yeah, they all survived the 1978 massacre. Woo! Right, and then I sat there and said to my mate, I was like, okay, so how long before they all get off? Because it's like, to me, it's like they brought them back from the original movie, yeah, they're killing them off. They're going to be killing them off. But it was, and, the way they did it was so cringeworthy. You're just like, oh, <laughs> he's on stage and he's like, here's a, here's a toast to Laurie Strode who saved my life. It was now. What was really funny about that is like, here's a toast to Laurie Strode wherever you are. Cut to the scene of her bleeding out in the back of the fucking truck. Cut to her stabbing her own ass in a hospital. <laughs> I fucking laughed at that. I really did. Fuck? It was like <laughs> me and Sam, me and my buddy Sam, we were both pissing ourselves laughing at that scene. It's like, where is she? Oh, yeah, she's bleeding out in the back of the truck. You know. Right. So, so I, there's only a couple other things I want to go into in this. Um, I know it's not right to complain about people doing stupid things in horror movies, you know, because if people didn't do stupid things, then we wouldn't have a horror movie. Exactly. But the problem is when you write your characters into a situation 
where the only way for the villain to get out for the for the part three that you've already scheduled is to do to have the other characters act really stupidly. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, big spoilers. Mike, I don't know if you don't want the ending spoiled for you. I really don't give a shit. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> they track Michael Myers. He's gone back to his own house. He's in yeah. his house. And um, Lori's granddaughter is going to try to trap him or whatever. And they're going to kill him. But he obviously kills everyone that's in the house. And he's about to kill Lori's granddaughter. The girl from the 2018 one. Yeah. Uh, and just at the last moment, her mom steps in and saves the day by like stabbing by him with stabbing a stabbing him with a pitchfork. Yeah, which is good. His he she stabs him like once or twice. He falls down on the stairs, and in an incredibly badass moment, she fucking curb stomps him, like yeah. oof, right on the stairs. And I go, oh shit, keep stomping, like you know. Even, uh, what's-his-face, Edward Norton just keeps stomping, you know what I mean? It's not just one. (laughs) But she stops. They walk away, and guess what? He gets right up and fucking starts chasing them. And then she takes his mask off and starts playing Find the Mask, like he's chasing her. And it was all a ruse to get him to follow her so that they can trap him so that, like, 50 people can surround Michael Myers with baseball bats and, like knives and like beat him to death and two by fours um so what do they do they come at him one at a time and take one swing and michael myers stabs every one of them that <laughs> scene like though, when he just gets up and he slices the fucking security guard in the throat and then he starts taking fucking limbs left right and center stabbing people left right and center. It was, i was just like yeah they so deserve that I mean, but let me ask you this. When I think of Michael Myers, I don't think of, like, an action guy. You know what I mean? He's not rolling over and grabbing a guy's ankle and flipping him and breaking it and then stabbing somebody like it's a Marvel movie. Like, that's not Hmm. not what he does. Uh, But that's basically what he does in this. Um, He's no longer, like, a stealthy hide in the shadows and, like, grab somebody's neck and snap it or, like, you know... Stalking, stalking his prey. He's just like a dude in the middle of a, of a parking lot, John wicking his way out of a crowd. Yeah. Uh, and that was, it was extremely dumb. And I'm like, why wouldn't these people just stand there and shoot him? There's like some people with guns, gun him down and then cut his head off. And they don't. No. And it is fucking stupid. And I can't believe I'm going to have to watch another one of these when the next one comes out. Well, I'm kind of hoping when Halloween ends, comes out next year, it's going to basically tie it all together. I don't want that. No, I want it to end. I do actually want it to end. And, I mean, obviously people are already discussing what's going to fucking happen at the end of that movie. My theory is, and I am going to go into theories for the next movie, I think Michael is going to end up killing Laurie Strode. And something's going to happen to him where they just end the franchise altogether. Um, and I hope they're not going to end the franchise. They're just going to reboot it again. Well, they can reboot it again, but I think um, they should just fucking end the character of Michael Myers, you know, because he's for the purposes of this trilogy of movies, they should end it and then let somebody take over again in the in, but in the future, but. I mean, obviously, the whole Laurie Strode character, 
I mean, I'd love to see her, you know, I'd love to see Laurie Strode's character die at the end of Halloween Ends. Cause... I want, I want a, uh, a scenario where Laurie Strode invents a parallel dimension device. And then they con- and they converge all the timelines, and then everyone kills themselves on screen, so we don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> or basically, she could always do a Deadpool too and go back in time and then eliminate him at birth. Why not? It would be less dumb than this movie is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, oh, who's a cutie little baby? I'm just going to strangle you in your car. Rah. You know that kind of thing. I was yeah, hoping I, she would die in this movie. <laughs> well, Spo- spoilers, Mike. She is not ever in the same building as Michael Myers. Are you serious? Serious. I. Uh, it just annoys me that they built up Laurie Strode in the first movie, like the one that came out a few years ago, and yeah. in this timeline, she has nothing to do with him. Like, why? I said this before, but why is he even going after her? Now it makes a little more sense, obviously, but like this whole ch- new trilogy is based off lies, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> Everything's you're absolutely, lie. It is based off lies. You're right. It is 100. I don't know. I I don't like this setup, and I think the best thing that this movie does is make all the other awful Halloweens look better. Like I'm like, oh, you know what? I might go back and watch Halloween Six again. At least it won't be this bad. Mm. <laughs> Yeesh. It would have so, been kind of fun though hearing you guys say that Paul Rudd made like a cameo. Oh, like I, I know you guys were about it. <laughs> complaining about the cameos, but like that would have been kind of fun. <laughs> that would have been quite funny actually. So like he didn't want to be in this movie. But, oh look, there's an extra that looks exactly like Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah I, I want them to bring um, what's her face, um, uh, Jamie. From the uh, the old ones, bring her back. Bring her son that was in H two O. Bring him back. They yeah. they should have brought back Daniel Harris. Oh sure. Yeah. Nope. That's what that's for the uh, the Infinity War one, Mike, where they convert. <laughs> when they bring Tom Atkins is going to show up. It's going to be great. I wouldn't be surprised for the next one if they did that, based off what <laughs> you guys are saying. Yeah. <laughs> But overall, for me, I thought Halloween Kills um, was mediocre at best. Um, oh, I, I think it's bad at best. I gave this... Well, I'm at a four. I'm, I might be willing to drop it to a three. I gave it a five, and that was just for the kills alone. Yeah. Because I really liked the kills in this movie. Yep. Well, I think that just about says it all, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this one up. Hello. There's Ziggy. Good, because yes, I got to take a shower. I got to go to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Ziggy, I got to take a shower. Just still... Actually, he's timed it nicely because it is his dinner time, so I need to feed him in a few minutes. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me, and thanks to everybody for listening. Um, and you can send all of your complaints uh, directly to Shane about our review of Halloween Kills. Hey, fuck you! Let us know how wrong we are. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do want to reach the podcast, you can... Actually, before we we do end, before we do end, I do have 
a review to read out, and this is from my buddy Trev Wood on Facebook. Okay. Right? So it says, not one to give a fully detailed review of films I've recently seen, but this film certainly deserves one. Halloween Kills, the latest in a 43-year-old franchise in which there undoubtedly has been some good ones. Well, there goes, here goes with my detailed review. To say she had such beautiful parents, Jamie Lee Curtis has always been an ugly-looking fucker, and she's even uglier now. And as for the film, it's shite. The end. That was his review. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that was it. That was my, my mate Trev basically narrowing it down in a nutshell. Which Great. I thought what I thought was fucking hilarious. Well, if anyone else wants to send us their reviews, we will read them out of the air. Uh, <laughs> contact us at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com or the Facebook group All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. I wasn't supposed to read that, but I just did. Um, if you, <laughs> now, what am I going to say? I know, now Mike's got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter, at Ryan Tudelo, on Facebook, on the UHM Fans Facebook group, and on the UpcomingHorrorMovies.com message board. Shane? Um, you can follow me to hell. Um, no, um, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, RoboGenius74, um, Twitter, Dead South Society. And that'll be about it. Oh, yeah, and I'm on the All You Need Is Blood podcast group page on Facebook. Mike, do you have any other contact info? <laughs> uh, I do the, the All You Need Is Blood podcast Instagram, uh, the, the Facebook groups, the forums. We're, doing, we're still doing the 30, uh, 31 Days of Horror. I don't know when this will be released, but you may have some time to... Very uh, soon, it'll be very prominent. You may have some time to submit your movies that you've been watching. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, tell me if you can hear this. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Did you just fall? It was a clip I pulled from a previous episode. When you, when you farted. I wanted to make it... <laughs> I wanted to make it sound like that was part of your... <laughs> it did. It caught me off guard. Man. Classic. Fucking classic. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I was going through some of my old fart clips, and I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Dude, you got to put another compilation together all the farts and burps. I can't. I never haven't been pulling them out. It's just too much. I just don't have the effort for it. too much. <laughs> it is too much. Dude, we did it. You did it for us for fucking way back. Yeah, and that was work, and I don't want to do any more work. That did not go over well. No. It, <laughs> I think we absolutely lost fans on that one. And? You're saying we had fans? No. We did, maybe, at one point. Yeah. Alright, guys. I am going to go take a leak and a shower because I stink. So, uh, we'll just wrap this up. I'll just say bye for now. Yeah. Laters. That was good fun. Oh, man. I, I'm surprised you didn't like that movie, Shane. I was, I was getting ready to be like, oh, I'm going to have to argue with Shane on here about how bad this movie I, was. I fucking hated it, man. I genuinely hated it. I I walked out of that thinking, why did I watch that? Why? You know, I actually went to the theater and saw it as well. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't do that. But I am upset that I spent five ninety nine on fucking that stupid streaming service. But the thing is, I mean, for me, going to the cinema to see it, it was exciting because it was the first time I'd been to the cinema for two years. Mm. 
So it was exciting for me, you know, just oh. to get out and go to the cinema and then watch Halloween Kills. And I was like, yeah, you're really excited. And then I left and I was like, oh. <laughs> I hate the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 